Hey guys, it's Shaitan. And this is Abby. And this is Who Got Next. So we had game two play out of the Phoenix Suns uh, Milwaukee Bucks series, which ended in a way that both Abby and I did not predict. We thought Milwaukee, you know, after what they did game one, was not going to have the same kind of outing game two. They're going to come out strong, play well, and they did not want to be down 0-2 to these Phoenix Suns who've been playing really well at home. Uh, you know, Milwaukee started the game off pretty well, uh, dominating the paint. They took an early three-point lead, and then the second quarter happened where Phoenix just absolutely dominated the second quarter, uh, winning the quarter 30-16, to and they pretty much never looked back since. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 42-12, and and the Phoenix Suns, all five of their starters finished with double-digit points, led by Devin Booker's 31 and Mikael Bridges' 27 points. At the end of the day, Phoenix takes the 2-0 lead with a 10-point lead, a 10-point win at home, showing their home dominance once again. Uh, tomorrow night, we're gonna head for Game Three down in uh, up in Milwaukee, and hopefully Milwaukee can turn turn the tables around because they're down 0-2 in the finals. We know what happens when teams take an 0-2 lead, 3-1 lead, all that uh, mumbo-jumbo. Now it's just Milwaukee needs to show up, and they need to show up bad because Chris Middleton was missing. Drew Holiday was missing. Pat Connaughton was the second-best player uh, for the Milwaukee's uh, Bucks game two. Abby, what are your thoughts? We were kind of wrong, I would say. Kind of. We're wrong because we felt that star-level players would play like stars. That was our mistake. Sorry for doing that because they didn't. They didn't do it. The stars played like role players. And the role player actually played pretty good, Pat Connaughton. He was the best player besides um, Giannis. That's all you need to know. When Pat Connaughton scores more points than Chris Middleton, you have a monumental problem. Monumental. This is not Lou Williams dropping 30 off the bench or Jamal Crawford. Those are the only two, three players that I can see being that type of difference maker off the bench. Pat Connaughton is a very good role player. He does his shit. He does his job. Shooter, rebounder, defender. Etc. They lost this game in the second quarter. They lost that quarter by 14 points. They scored 16 points in the quarter. As soon as Giannis went to the bench, just to take a breath, the poor man wanted to take a breather. All coming off of an injury that he himself said he thought he was out for a year. He said that. And this man drops 40. Third quarter starts. They're down. He's dro- I think he scores 15 straight points. He scored 20 plus in the third quarter. It was amazing. You can't stop him. When he doesn't shoot threes and just dominates in the paint, he is just unique. He's unique. And how can you, as Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, being such capable players, see this man do what he's doing for his team and not feel like, yo, what the? I'm not, obviously, these guys are not purposely missing. But whatever you gotta do to prepare, bro, it's just it's it's hard to watch. We picked the Suns, but we all, I, for me, example, I love Giannis' story. I love him. 
I root for him. Everyone's giving me bullshit for two years over the Bucks, and all I know is if they lose, it's not because of him so far. But we've seen this movie before. This movie, it was a very traumatic movie. It was very sad to start in Brooklyn. 2-0. Oh, my God. Brooklyn's done. Mike Boone holds a pack your bags. Chris Middleton, you getting traded. Juhad, you getting traded. Giannis going to get traded because he wants out. Boom, 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 boom. The events were laying up. But then what happened? They went home. Kyrie was playing. People better not forget that. Kyrie was playing. Kevin Durant was playing. They were rolling. They were dominating. And then they responded. A close victory at home. And then game four was also – they had a double-digit lead right when Kyrie went down. But you can you can basically say they would have won that game too. You cannot say they couldn't have because they were right there when Kyrie was playing healthy. So I expect – damn. I know what I expect from this team uh, tomorrow. But before we get there, from this game, listen, man, the Suns can't make any – can't do any mistakes. We said it. If Jay Crowder plays well, what's going to happen? Well, we saw what's going to happen. They're going to win. Jay Crowder – Double zero rebounds, huge rebounding. He played fantastic. McKill Bridges with 27. That's a career high, a career high in the finals. There's nothing more you can ask for. DeAndre Aiden was up and down. He didn't really do much. He was okay. Giannis basically like did whatever he wanted to with him. You can say, uh, let me just make sure of this real quick. DeAndre Aiden, yeah, DeAndre Aiden, 10 points, 11 rebounds, four for 10 from the field, 42 minutes. He got in foul trouble, four fouls, so that you can. You can merit that as one of the primary reasons. But Chris Paul and Devin Booker, oh, my God. Yo, man, Devin Booker with seven threes, basically shot 50% from the field. Chris Paul basically shot 50% from the field, 23 points. It's just – this is what they do. They are capitalizing on the moment. But postgame, you saw Chris Paul when they asked him, how are you feeling after 2-0? Listen, we just took care of home court, bro. We all know this. We've seen this movie, this whole playoffs. 2-0 means nothing. Clippers down 2-0, they beat Dallas. Clippers down 2-0 to um, the Utah Jazz. They lose Kawhi, and they still win. It doesn't mean shit. And I don't care about history. because History means nothing. Your present situation is its own entity. The past means nothing. Those players are not coming uh, uh, th- those players are not your players. So that's why I feel this series is not over, not even close to being over. Phoenix Suns have balled out. They're doing exactly what they should have been should have done. And now it's time for the Milwaukee Bucks to go home and step up. Shaitan, your, your views on what the Suns are doing. So my view on this, what the Suns are doing is it's absolutely fantastic. I think we saw that one... Uh, one possession where they all touched the ball twice. That ball movement. That ball movement was beautiful before Aiden, you know, slammed it in for an and one. Right. And I think what what they started the game with and what they started the third quarter with was attacking DeAndre Aiden in the paint to get him in foul trouble. Absolutely fantastic. But every other aspect of the Phoenix Suns was spot on. You know. The ball movement was there. They got, you know, good help off the bench. Uh, Cam Johnson, I know it's eight points, but those were a well-needed eight points. He hit two free throws, it, two threes. You know, he was attacking the rim. It's not like they, we always talk about Cam Johnson does the shooter. They, ESPN just 
keeps hopping up. It was like he was the best shooter out of his out of his draft class. But guess what? He's playing great defense. He's doing everything that you want him to do. Torrey Craig, same thing. He comes off the bench, hits two big threes. They were absolutely lighting it up from three. Right? They shot 20 for 40 from three. And a reporter asked yeah, uh, Chris Paul if he's just used to seeing, you know, 23s going. He goes, I played in Houston. Yeah, that's enough said. He's like, he's seen it all. Chris Paul's seen it all. So he knows, you know, anything can happen here. And they're going to be talking straight business when they go to Milwaukee. But on the Milwaukee side, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I can't see Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday go for combined 12 for 37 from the field and one uh, two for nine from three and only shoot three free throws between the two of them. That can't happen again. You know, they combined for 28 points. So the big three of their big three essentially scored 70 points total to see 23, 31. We're at 50, uh, surprisingly 54, 64 between the big three in Phoenix. But it was always, it was the extra help. It was the bridges, the crowders, the uh, Cam Johnson helping out there. You know, you only had one guy really, really step up and help out Milwaukee's big three. So I hate to sound like a broken record, but I can't see, I can't envision Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday play that badly, that poorly in another NBA Finals game. And then I think the second Finals game in Milwaukee since 1973, if I'm not mistaken, that place. It's going to be on fire. I cannot see a way. We can just openly say it right now where they lose next game. And to be honest, I don't expect them to lose the next two games. Home core has made a huge difference. It's not the bubble anymore where there is no home core. There's real home court. The fans are vaccinated. The fans are there. The fans are in the part and outside well, the Deer Valley. What are, they, what are they calling it? Deer Valley. Whatever they're calling that. Yeah. And they're just going crazy. And that hold on. So uh last time they made the NBA finals was 1971. So I was two yeah, I said what 1973? Yeah. Oh man, that's oh my god, 50 years. 50 years it took for this team to get back there. And it it was so far back that Kareem Abdul Jabbar's name was not Kareem Abdul Jabbar, it was nope. Lou Cinder. But I think yeah, we both agree. I'm picking the Bucks. I was not as confident. As the, I'm obviously way more confident that the Bucks are going to win this game than they were going to win the last game. Because I was in Phoenix. Giannis, he balled out. I felt he was going to be a monster, and he did that. I just expected decency from the rest of the team, and even that was too much to ask for. Basically, when Giannis is on the court, they have a plus rating. When he's off, they have a huge negative rating. It's as simple as that. If he has to play every minute, well, they got one more extra. They got an extra day of rest. So that's huge. They got an extra day of rest, and they're going to get another extra day. The next game will be on Wednesday, so you have an extra day. There should be no more tiredness. None of these guys are 30. I think Drew Holiday is the oldest player. I think he's 30. Or Brooke Lopez, obviously. But Brooke Lopez ain't doing the work that Drew Holiday's doing or Chris Middleton's doing or Giannis is doing. So, relatively speaking, the oldest player is Chris Paul, and he's playing 40 minutes. 
So there shouldn't be any excuses here. Nobody here is that old. This is, this is it. This is it. Your teams have not been here for over 30 years and 50 years. You may never – it may take another 50 years for you to get back here. Maybe not, but you don't know. That's the biggest thing. You don't know. LeBron's coming. Kevin Durant's coming. Steph Curry and Clay are coming. Donovan Mitchell's coming. Joker and Jamal Murray are coming. Dame Lillard is coming. Joel Embiid is coming. These guys are coming, and you need to take advantage. This is it. And I feel there's no way in hell Milwaukee loses tomorrow. Yeah, I agree on that. I think what would you say is the most important thing for Milwaukee to do to win the game tomorrow? Just play like you played in a regular season. That's it. Drew Holiday, get, play defense, score 17. I don't need 30 from you. I need 17. Chris Middleton, play defense, give me 20-plus. That's it. P.J. Tucker, play defense, get those hustle rebounds, make an occasional three-pointer from the corner. Brooke Lopez, dominate in the paint if you can, shoot some threes, that's it. Connaughton and Brent Forbes, make your three-pointers, play defense. That's all we're asking for, and it's not too much to ask in my opinion. I'm asking you to do what you do, and Giannis, be Giannis. Yeah, I think. What do you think? When they were playing their best, Giannis was playing at the five, and they just kept attacking the paint. Is they can't stop the paint attack at all that uh, with Phoenix. It's yeah. If you keep attacking the paint, yes, that Milwaukee should easily win this game. I think the biggest thing is your two guards between Middleton and. Uh, holiday they just can't seem to stop booker and chris paul it's even when they do even when it was uh at first they switched every pick and roll right terrible idea you, you don't want brooke lopez on those two guys right and then they started okay we're gonna play the little zone we're gonna drop back that didn't work either it's just you need to disrupt the biggest thing they need to do is disrupt chris paul and devin booker so they can't get these shots off. If you're going to let them get theirs, they're going to get it, right? And then I think it's the third biggest point to make is your role players play best at home. So it, whether it be Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, Connaughton again, Jeff Teague, whoever is uh, P.J. Tucker, all of these guys, you know, show up. You're at home. You have – a crowd that will pack the stadium and pack Deer Valley. Like, you will hear that roar of the crowd. Use that roar of the crowd to win this game. That's all I got to say. And now let's play devil's advocate. If these dudes lose, I would fire. I would, I would make changes before game four. But, you know, the thing is, I've said this before. The one team that I could see being down 3-0 – and somehow doing something crazy is this Milwaukee Bucks team. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't see them going down 3-0, but I could easily see them winning game four then, winning one road game in uh, Phoenix, and then coming back home and winning. So now we're 3-3, and then inevitably losing game seven. So we've seen 3-1 comeback. We've seen it. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kyrie and them, them boys, Kevin Love, they did it. So, hey, we've seen a number one seed 
play the 16th seed in the NCAA tournament, Virginia, lose to a community college. We've seen it. History is meant to be broken, and history is meant to be made. So, hey, I'll be, I'm the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because just because it's 3-0, I still don't think it'd be over. Mentally, I think you'd be dead because you're, we're down 3-0. So, I don't know if Mike Boonholzer is a guy to ramp them up to actually – Tyron Lou, we've seen what he can do. We've seen him. Yo, I don't care if we're down 2-0, 3-1, whatever. We, can, we, have, we have what it takes to come back. But Mike Boonholzer, I don't know if he's the guy that can do that. So I don't think this could actually happen. But the, I've said this from the season starting. This Milwaukee team is so frustrating. You'll never see consistency of dominance. You'll never. This is not 2019 where they dominated the regular season. Then they dominate, dominated the first two rounds of the playoffs and then inevitably lost to the Raptors. Dominating the first two games, by the way, 2-0. And then they got dogged. So with that said... I expect fireworks tomorrow, and then we'll be back to discuss, obviously, game four. But right now, we speak on game three. I expect Chris Paul and them. I expect what happened against the Clippers, where they're up 2-0. Chris Paul comes back. They go to the Clippers, and the Clippers, that game wasn't even close for the most part. I'm expecting a closer game than that. I don't think it's going to be – Oh, you don't – I think – I think so if you're asking me how much the Bucks, I think the Bucks will win. I think the Bucks will win. I think this game will be close in the first half. Actually, no, no, let me – damn, this is hard. I know – in my opinion, I see no way the Bucks lose. Yeah, I expect I see the this Bucks to be, losing. I expect this to be a huge lead. Then the Suns cut it down. And then inevitably the Bucks. Pull away towards the end. Yeah, I, I don't see them. I don't see the Suns losing by more than twelve. I think it's it's going to be a closer game than we think. Will it be so? So what? So which game will it be like? Be like more game one or game two of this current finals? Because game one was close in the first half, then it became a blowout, and then they cut the lead back. Game two was Milwaukee started off strong. They come back, then Milwaukee responds somewhat, and they're teetering and teetering and teetering until the very end, and then, then they pull away. I think this will be like game two, except Milwaukee wins. Yeah, I think it's going to be like game two, but Milwaukee wins. And I think that's about it, because right now, that's all we got. We have the NBA Finals. We have to wait these these every hour, it seems, so far. But the problem, the good thing I would say is it gives us something to still look forward to because sooner or later this is going to end and we're going to have to wait till October. But then obviously we'll have other sports and other things coming. They're waiting, they're sleeping right now, but slowly, slowly their eyes are going to open. And that's what we're waiting for. We still have game three. I expect a long series still. It's just 2 0. I still I think this can easily be 2 2 after Wednesday night, which yeah. would mean we could potentially have. A game seven, and that's what we all want. Nobody wants no sweeps in the NBA Finals. Nobody does. And that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're rooting for. And that's why we watch the games. All right, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace out.